Do you want to escape the nine to five? Or do you want the freedom to work when you want, where you want, and with whom you want? The Art of Passive Income podcast explores opportunities for you to achieve total freedom so you can live life on your own terms. And now, here is your host, Mark Podolsky from The Land Geek. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, The Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, thelandgeek.com. And on this week's Art of Passive Income podcast, I'm super excited. I'm a little jealous because when they're this young and they're this successful, I get a little twinge of jealousy. My guest today is Leith Masaraway. Did I do that okay? You did it and you killed it. You killed it. And uh, Leith has started a company that I know is going to be of interest to all of you because we all can get more money. Can all make more money, but the one thing we can't get is more time. And Laith has created a company called Assistantly.com. Laith, welcome. Thank you, Mark. I, I appreciate you having me here today. I'm super excited to kind of discuss, uh, you know, how I can help what I do. Um, you know, I've been in the VA industry for actually not too long, but I know the ins and outs of it, and um, it's it's a very exciting industry to be in, and it's it's really blowing up, you know, in, in the last couple of years with, um, you know, everybody working remotely, so and growing and scaling their teams. So um, again, excited to be here. No, absolutely. So, Leith, I mean, you're a young guy, you're an entrepreneur. Why go into what would be considered a very competitive virtual assistant space? Yeah, great question. So uh, just like a quick background on kind of how I started. So I had another company um, previous to this one. It was a real estate marketing company. And in the heat of the pandemic, we got extremely busy as the need for virtual tours kind of skyrocketed through the roof because there was no open houses. So everybody needed like a 3D Matterport virtual tour. Um, so we kept extremely busy on that end. And, you know, we were getting so busy that, uh, you know, things were starting to fall through the cracks, right? We were a pretty small team that was you know, local, um, you know, bootstrapped. And um, somebody came to me with, you know, hey, you know, uh, you're not really responding to emails as quickly as you used to, or hey, my invoices are getting sent late, or you know, hey, I'm just extremely slammed. I'm, I'm super sorry, but you know, I'll get to it as soon as possible. And somebody came to me and said, why haven't you hired a virtual assistant yet? And this was in 2020. And I go, what the hell is a virtual assistant? Is it an AI? Is it a robot? Is it a person? They go, dude, it's a person. I will help you. And I go, well, like, what is it? They go, it's just somebody that works remotely that can assist you with whatever you need in your business. Long story short, he goes, I'll make an introduction. Met this fantastic gal. She called me off a 949 area code. Um, I'm located in Orange County, California. So 949 is Newport Beach, very nice area over here. And she called me off a 949 area code and we had a great discussion. And, you know, she said, let's hop on a zoo up on a Zoom call with her and you know she starts asking me what I need help with, you know, invoicing, you know, sending deliverables, just a ton of tasks. And within five minutes, you know, being extremely stressed business owner, I was like, wow, you're very positive. You have really, you have really great energy. And uh I go, Are you are you in Irvine? Are you in Orange County? No, I'm not in Orange County. You're not in Orange County? Oh, you must be in LA or San Diego. No, I'm not in California. Oh, okay, Texas or New York. I'm not in the U.S. I go, where are you located? And she said, the Philippines. I go, you live in the Philippines? I go, what time is it over there? She said, 3 a.m. I go, wow, you had more energy than I can do right now. I mean, this is incredible. And I asked her, you know, what have you done for your clients in the past? And uh, she starts naming off like 15 different things. And I go, wow. You know, it's crazy. I go, 
I've been working with you for two years. I thought you were in, you were in Irvine. I thought you were local. You've been abroad this entire time. I had no idea. And I go, you've been so great to work with. So it kind of, you know, in my brain, I was like, wow, remote team member that can assist with my task, also very affordable. And I have a lot of clients in my real estate market company that were, they're always asking me, hey, I need marketing help. Hey, I need admin help. Hey, I need sales help. And I go, this would be a perfect, uh, this would be perfect for them. And the funny thing is, is, you know, I go, I would love to hire a virtual assistant, but I would love to start a VA company. She goes, you just learned what a virtual assistant was 45 minutes ago. And I go, there's an opportunity for it. And she goes, well, it's already been done. I go, I go, I actually really prefer businesses that have already been done, you know, that, that are out there and are established because all I can do is just take what they do and just make it better and enhance it. I've always been the type of person where you don't have to create something super new and innovative and, um, you know, this creation. I just, you know, if, if it's out there and it's working, that obviously means that there's market share for it and people are buying the service and loving the service. So I used, you know, so as soon as the call was over, I said, hey, um, email Terry, hey, I want you to be my director of operations. Like, let's do this together. Let's, let's just get jamming on it. And she thought I was crazy, but I go, I know there's a need for it. And when I started doing research um, on the industry, yes, there was like 5,001 companies, but I'm like, there's something missing. Um, you know, it just, it's so dinosaur. It's so old. Um, also, I started learning more about the Filipino culture and the people in the Philippines and the VAs, and it's also the industry. And I'm like, there's just so much room for opportunity. So I just took things into my own hands and uh, started just reaching out to people that I knew in my network one by one and um, just kind of blossomed. There, there's so much to unpack in that story, but there was one phrase that you said I want to just go a little bit deeper in. And you said that in a very busy marketplace, you knew there was something missing. What did you find was missing? Um, care, uh, care for people, care for clients, care for VAs. Um, you know, I think what a lot of these bigger BPO or outsourcing companies is they're very um, metric or data driven. They just care about the numbers, just like in a, a lot of different corporate companies. And I think the people in the culture were missing, you know, really appreciating, um, especially the, the VAs and not, you know, I actually, it's funny. Um, when I started getting into the industry, I said virtual assistant, virtual assistant, and I actually, I don't really love that term. I like to say virtual team member because um, they're really an extension of your team. And when I started like kind of diving into like what they got paid and their benefits, like there, it was bad pay and no benefits, right? And I was like, well, how can I really improve the life of others as, you know, and, and enhance it and really attract really high quality people, but also like, because I always felt like if you take care of, you know, your people, they'll take care of you. And I felt that was missing. And um, I just, you know, I've been around the block with, you know, a corporate company. I've been working since I was eight. You know, I, I understand like, you know, I've worked with a lot of a various amount of businesses where I've learned like, you know, what I could bring to my own business, but I learned what also not to do. And, you know, at the end of every business that I walked out of, it's just like, I always felt like the people were taken care of properly. Um, and I was just wanted to bring that into a business that I created. And so what types of things do you do today to take care of not just your client, but also your your team members that are serving your clients. Absolutely. So, I mean, like compensation is one of them. We offer some of the highest compensation in the industry. Um, you know, that's just a given and it should be a given. Um, we also offer health allowance just because we think like a healthy VA is a productive one. Um, we offer free health and wellness coaching. Um, they can book as many calls with their health and wellness coach at any given time. 
Um, because, you know, uh, personal life is stressful, especially in the Philippines. Work life is stressful because it's work. And right. when you combine personal and work together, it's just equal stress, right? So sometimes like, you know, to allow somebody, to give somebody um, a resource to to talk to, to kind of talk through it, to improve, um, is like, it's essentially like free therapy. And, you know, that's not really um, accessible in the Philippines, nor is it really here. You know, it's pretty expensive here. If I want to go book a therapist, it's like 150 to $250 an hour. No, absolutely. This country needs an affordable, uh, assistantly at scale just for yeah. mental health problems. It's it's tough. So so that's that's one of them. Um, we also offer monthly bonuses, and we do like a whole monthly meeting with our entire company. We do you know bonuses and raffles. Um, you know, we do gradual increases every three months, which is really awesome. You know, which is which is great for as far as compensation goes. And the last one that I incorporated was profit sharing, um, because I I really believe you know if you know, if we're winning as a company, everybody should win. So like if you're with our company for only six months, you're like, you're enrolled in that program automatically. So um, it also gives like a lot of our VAs like an incentive just to like, you know, do well and work with their clients. Cause the more we grow and the more we scale, like the more money everybody makes together. Yeah. I think what you said was really, truly important and inspiring for the listeners that are currently working with their own team members, virtual or not. Because Laith has just given you the playbook on how to make your team members, besides compensation, which is obvious, make them feel more special because just like Laith said, if you take care of them, they will take care of you. And it's it's so true. And, and how often, especially in you know bigger businesses where all of a sudden you're just a number, you're a cog in this machine, and when you're a small business, which is most of the people that are listening to this podcast, you can create your own utopia. And it's really just limited by your own imagination. Certainly, you need to have the revenue to support sure. it. But at some point, as you start growing, now you can know, okay, a portion of my revenue could really go go here. And uh, you know that's fantastic. Or you don't do that yourself. You hire an assistant lead. And they're doing it for you, and everyone's benefiting along that that value line. But Latha, just out of my own curiosity, because I, I like to travel, why is living in the Philippines stressful? Uh, you know, I would say just what we ran into is there's a lot of like, um, you know, health and family emergencies when it comes to like elderly there, and their healthcare is not very strong there. It's very expensive. So like, you know, it's not as easy as if I go here to like Kaiser Permanente, I check in, pay 15 bucks and I'm ready to go. It's not like that there. Um, plus, I mean, like the weather conditions, there's typhoons, there's rainstorms, the living conditions are like, you know, like they are here in the United States. So um, there's, you know, power outages. There's like, there's a ton of stuff. Right? And it's, you know, I I think people think like, you know, everywhere besides the United States or New Zealand or Australia or UK is like, like the whole world is the same and, it, and it's not, right? Um, it's it's different in the Philippines. You know, there's obviously beautiful areas in the Philippines, but there's also like areas which are you know they take a little bit more of a hit than others. Um, you know, but people still have to work. So um, just from what I've seen out there, it's 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 good to see how we can support the best that we can. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in Newport Beach, which is one of my favorite places in the world, and when we do our uh, elite coaching uh, meeting, ah, we actually is in Newport every year. I love Fashion Island. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. So how do you support 
this team that's growing. I think you have over 500 virtual assistants. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny because like, uh, the only person I've ever met was our CMO in person. Um, she, cause that's because she lives in Los Angeles, which is like an hour drive from us, but everybody else I've never met. It's, I mean, it's all zoom, it's all slack, but it's also trust, right? Like I trust all our team members. Um, you know, cause I always believe that if you let your team members work in their zone of genius, right? Like they're just going to produce ex- like an extreme amount of output. So like, you know, if I'm hiring somebody for admin, I'm, I'm having them do administrative tasks and they're super happy. But if I'm giving my admin marketing and sales tasks, probably not the best thing to do, right? Because they're, they're going to love admin. They're going to be like, okay, marketing, we're going to hate sales, right? And everybody has a very different, like for me, if you put me on a call, I love sales calls. But if you say, hey, go into Canva and create a graphic, I'm going to be like, really? Like, I don't want to do that. It's boring. I just, that's just not for me. Um, so, I mean, we like to give our, our VAs like autonomy to like, you know, really just work with our clients and, you know, um, build that relationship. But also like we have like a VA success manager appointed to all our, you know, virtual assistants to make sure they're set up for success. If they need anything, you know, they need any support, we're here to support them. So, um, kind of establishing that like support and personal development team for all our VAs is very important. Um, I think a lot of people think like, you know, a lot of this stuff just must cost a fortune. Um, and it's really not right. It's not like we pay for any crazy fancy tools or softwares. It's just implementing good people to take care of good people. You know, it's not, not, that's not the hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to assume you're going to be more expensive in the overall virtual assistant marketplace. But that being said, because of all the benefits of working for Assistantly, as a virtual assistant, you're attracting the best, brightest, most ambitious hardest working, you're going to have less turnover because exactly you're providing all these things. So myself as a client, I'm going to get a A player virtual assistant, but now what makes an A player client? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of our clients have never hired a virtual assistant before, right? It's relatively new to them. They never hired somebody internationally. Um, so, you know, also just I think the clients have a perception or, you know, prospective clients have a perception of like, if I hire a VA, they're ready to rock and roll from day one. And like, that's not the case. Just like when you, you know, US-based companies hire here, um, like, you know, it takes days, weeks, months to onboard somebody. And, you know, for somebody to also understand like, yes, I'm hiring internationally, but I'm going to give my time, I'm going to give my folks, I'm going to give my attention to properly onboard somebody um, is really important because like all our VAs have an extremely strong foundation. They have a, you know, five plus years experience with their skill set. They're extremely smart individuals, but every business has a different system and process. Like, I don't know what system and process you use. I don't know what PM tool you use, how you communicate, what your goals are, what your business is. And I have to understand that. So I always say um, a rockstar client really hones down in the first two weeks of onboarding their virtual assistant to really give them a full grasp of the business, the goals, the expectations. Um, of like what they're looking to accomplish. But also the most important thing is like not overwhelming a virtual assistant with 15 tasks on day one, right? Because as business owners, we're always so busy and we always need so much help. And we just say, hey, just take it off my plate. But when you give somebody like 15 tasks, they're going to feel burnt out, overloaded, overwhelmed. So I always recommend on like the first two weeks, like just delegate one to two of your priority tasks and get them comfortable, ask for feedback. Is there any adjustments that need to be made? Um, is there any improvement that can be done? But like, do you delegate slow one to two, one to two, one to two, then by like month three, then you have like, then they're working on a whole bunch of different tasks. So, um, 
And it's, I really appreciate clients that like, you know, really embrace their VAs as like a true extension of their team, not just like an assistant. And how, how does that look? How does a client embrace a, 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 t- a virtual team member so that they feel valued? Yeah. Introducing them to team. Like, I, I mean, a lot of our business owners, a lot of our clients, they have like, you know, um, an org chart. Like, you know, you have your director of ops, you have your marketing coordinators, you have your CEO, CEO, whatever it may be. And just like introducing like, hey, um, hey team, we have a new team member here. Um, she's going to be, you know, helping us with marketing coordination. Her name is Ashley, you know, Ashley Smith. Um, just wanted to, you know, make the proper introduction so you guys can get to know her a little bit. So then Ashley goes, oh, wow, like I'm really getting embraced by the whole team. Because when you like isolate your VA from like the rest of your team, it's like a little weird and awkward. And it's like, you know, we should, even if they're not working with them directly, like people should know like who this person is as part of your organization. So, um, you know, providing that like welcoming atmosphere is like really important, like introducing them to the team. I always do like icebreakers, right? Like I think icebreakers are always fun because like even for us, like we hire like one to two people a week for our team, right? So like every Monday we have our meeting like, you know, of an icebreaker of, you know, um, you know, if there's one place that, you know, you can live forever, or if you, if you want to visit, like what would that place be? You know, people say like Paris or, you know, Italy, like it's fun to get people's responses and make people are laughing. People go, oh, she thinks the way I do. Like, that's pretty cool. Maybe we can jam on things. Um, Cause like if you interconnect people, it not only could they support one, you know, one another, but they can also build like a friendly relationship. Like some of our VAs, like they go visit each other in different parts of the Philippines and like they'll go do that on a weekend. Um, and like, that's really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Laith, I have an icebreaker for you. I just, let's do it. I just asked this question. So we're cool. watching this, the Super Bowl show. Yep. And so the question was, you could ask one artist, let's go tell you got a budget of half a million dollars. They're going to come for maybe 20 minutes and I'll sing you a, maybe a couple songs. You have some conversation. They'll fly off in their private jet and leave. Uh, who would you, who would you pick? Oh, uh, Drake. I'm a huge Drake fan. That was so easy. Yeah. Really? That's, yeah. I didn't even have to think twice on that. I've been a huge Drake fan since I was more like a little kid. And I, I always watch interviews. His, like he just had an interview. My fiance and I watched last night it was hilarious. It was like a 15 minute interview. Um, but he would hundred percent. Wouldn't even think twice. All right. See, that's that's a good icebreaker. Um, I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna steal that one. It's a good. It's a good one, right? <laughs> I, th- I think that's a good one. I think uh, if you get anyone over for dinner, alive or dead, who would you have and why? That's a great question. Um, uh, I would say I think there's two people. One one people I think somebody would be very surprised, but I, I've I've always liked Gary Vaynerchuk's approach with business. Um it's people, you know, I've always tried to be interconnected with him as much as I can, just like reaching out to his team. Um I think it'd be really fun because I think him and I have a very similar approach on business and just like the way we portray ourselves out um in the business world of like you know, because I'm like a, I cuss a lot. Like I, that's just kind of how I am. And even in my LinkedIn posts, I do it. People get all pissed. I say the F word, whatever it may be. And just because I'm passionate. Like I grew up working in my, you know, with with my dad and his business and growing it. So I think that'd be a really fun one. Um, you know, a really really fun one to have. Also, um, I'm a big sports, um, you know, big sports enthusiast like basketball, soccer. Um, I think it'd be really cool to, um, you know, have a conversation with like Kobe Bryant, for example. Um, 
I think that would have been like really fun, just like on more mentality and kind of how he got to where he, you know, where he got. And it's, you know, you, you can watch videos on YouTube of like his whole mindset and his approach, but kind of having that conversation with somebody that's impacted a sport as much as he did, um, I think it'd be like, it would have been such a fruitful, um, fruitful conversation. Yeah. And, and while you're listening to this, you're like, well, boy, Mark's really going on a tangent with these icebreakers. And to circle back to the virtual assistant, just by going through the exercise, you can see a little bit more deeply into Lath as a person now than you would have if you didn't have these icebreakers. And then the next time, let's say you have a team meeting with your virtual assistant or someone on your team is working with that virtual assistant, just based on that icebreaker question, it can lead you into a more deeper, more meaningful relationship where they don't just feel like they're they're paying for they're they're playing for pay. You're getting to know them as a person. You're getting to see at some level their values. So right away when Leith is like, I like Drake, I know he's gonna value uh you know, this really melodic rap and just, you know, these this big hit maker as someone who's taken something to the next level. Like we could just all agree, Drake might be the goat as far as rapping. Mm-hmm. And Gary V and his hustle and the the culture of hustle and that work ethic and the authenticity. So right away, if I meet with Lath again, I've already have some common ground with him. And obviously, I I know it's not obviously Lath, but for those of you that are listening, I love NBA, so I can talk to him, you know, more deeply about, say, uh, NBA, Lakers, Kobe, the model mm-hmm. mentality. Where if I didn't ask this question, I would have been able to bond there. Now, if he had said something about, you know, Madrid Real, I, that would stop me in my tracks, but at least sure. I could Google it. And maybe I could next time have a conversation with him and say, Hey, I know you, you're like, you know, soccer, I, I don't, but, um, how, how's your team doing? And you kind of go along that path. And I think, you know, it's really important. And Leith, let me know if you disagree to have that long-term relationship, this sort of mindset that this is not someone that is a cog in the wheel. This is not someone who's just doing my marketing. This is a valued human being that I want to grow with. I want to grow their skill set. If I don't have the time to grow their skill set, I have an option with Assistantly that they are doing those types of things. And that's why I picked Assistantly. And that's why I feel good about investing that premium into that person because they're getting all of those benefits that I personally don't either want to or don't have time or even maybe the revenue to provide. No, and I think I think the one point that stuck out is is kind of to simplify it is getting to know your team members on a personal level, right? You know, because you know, we're always so so wrapped up into work and business and you know, do X, do Y, do Z. But you know, it's fun like getting to know your team members and like what their interests are. Cause you think that you get it invokes conversation. You know, I just hired a client success manager and you know we were in an interview and um, you know, I could tell like he was a very smart guy, but I'm like, you know, he's not coming out of the shell enough. So, you know, I always ask the question in interviews, like, what do you like to do outside of work? You know, what, you know, what do you do when you're done with your, you know, when you're done with your shift and we were talking and he's a huge LeBron James fan. Like that's to me, like, then we start jamming, you know, my fiance's dad's really involved with the Lakers organization. And, you know, I'm going to Lakers Warriors game next week and we're starting to have a conversation. Right. And like, that's fun. You know, so now I know he's a b-ball fan. You know, he watches Netflix in his free time. We're chatting about different shows we watch on Netflix. Um, you know, all the people in our, you know, in our company, we're talking about the different types of dogs we have. Like, it's just like cool things to chat through with your team because like, then you start like kind of opening up and like, you know, when you give somebody that like opportunity, um, you know, to 
kind of showcase themselves a little bit deeper than just work, then they start to trust you a little bit more. Um, you know, builds that relationship where like they can open up to you if they're having problems, you know, because if, you know, if it's just business, sometimes it could be a little awkward or weird. Right. But if it's like personal, I'm like, yeah, I've known Mark, you know, we're cool. Hey, Mark, you know, um, do you think we could do this a little bit differently or hey, I'm not really liking this as much? And you go, you know, absolutely. Maybe we can, you know, adjust it so we can fill somebody else in this role, whatever it may be. But I always, I really always believe the more you get somebody, um, and the more you can get to know somebody personally, I think the better they perform professionally. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And culturally speaking, what should Americans know about the Philippines that we don't know and can bridge sort of a gap? I mean, I know, for example, there's parts of the world where if you do X, Y, or Z, they, they find it disrespectful. Where here is sure. not a big deal. Yeah, I would say I think a lot of people in the United States, they've always like I've always heard this phrase quite a bit of like people don't care about your business as much as you do. I think that's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Um, I, I think it's, you know, if you find the right people, then that's not the case. But especially in the Philippines, it's really like the culture compatibility with the fact where like they really do care about your business as much as you do, if not more, which is pretty crazy to say. Um, like I have people on my team that like really just love what they're doing and like they love just the fact that we're growing and scaling and you know they come to work super excited and like sometimes they work longer hours just because like they just really enjoy it um you know and it they're not like i think that the misconception here in the united states is like when you hire in the philippines like they're just task doers just give them a task and they'll do it yes to a degree, but they're more than just task doers. They're like innovators and forward thinkers, and they come with a lot of fantastic ideas. I mean, I've hired so many amazing Filipinos on my team that have brought me such fantastic ideas that we've incorporated our business that like just helped blossom our business. So like, it's important when hiring somebody that's just, you know, be ignorant with the fact where, oh, it's just like somebody in a different country, like the communication skills are bad. I'm just going to give them some simple tasks. Like it's not, that's not what it's about. You know, communication there is fantastic. Number one, I mean, I've interviewed people for some roles that we're hiring for this week, next week in communication. And I was like, is this person in the United States? Like what, what what's going on? Right. And um, they just really want to help see the business grow. Like, you know, it's, it's good. It's like, give them higher level tasks, you know, A plus players, give them a level task. Don't give an A plus player B or C level task. Um, you know, and, and I love giving, you know, my whole C level team besides my CMO and the recent chief of staff. So I'd say two out of, um, eight or nine of the higher level people I have um, are US, but the seven out of nine are in the Philippines. You know, they'd be earning, you know, six figures here. Like, you know, but they're very smart. Like they're really awesome to work with. Yeah. So let's get into the the more difficult aspects of of working with people. When do you know that that virtual assistant isn't working out? Yeah. How how do you sort of differentiate it's not my training. It's not my communication. This person is just not working in their zone of genius and I have to let them go. How do you handle that? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a great question where like, I always ask, even in the forefront of an interview, I always ask the two questions like, what do you really like? You know, what do you really enjoy, you know, doing and what do you really not like to do? Just so I can kind of filter that out from the get go. Um, so, because I never want to give somebody tasks that really just don't like, they don't like or they don't enjoy it. But let's say, like you, you know, you, you know, find a VA, everything's good. But then, um, I think the number one thing for me is communication. 
Um, like I'm a huge, like I, I, like communication's key without, you know, proper communication, things break. Right. So sometimes, you know, VAs will say like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And you're like, okay, they got it. And then like, they, they don't got it. Right. And, you know, having a communication where it's like, if I would have just known that you're having a difficult time, I could have just showed you maybe once more, maybe another time, maybe documented a little bit more in detail. Um, but like, you know, if, if mistakes are being made, like multiple mistakes are being made and there's no feedback on like why, um, it's, it's a little tough. Um, I would say attendance is another one. Um, you know, sometimes it's happened in the past where, um, like you'll, you you have, you'll have, you assign tasks to a virtual assistant, um, and then you just don't hear from them. Then you hear from them at, at the end of the day. But again, like that goes back to communication of like really communicating properly with your VA, um, and how do you properly communicate, you know, back with you? But again, I, I'm not really big on like, you know, when it's like a, a, the same mistake over and over and over again, and it's like, I properly documented this. It's not, you know, I don't know why this is, then it's like, I have a conversation to understand why and if it happens again, like maybe it's just not the right fit. Maybe this is just, this is just not the right role for them. Um, but that's typically what, when I see is just more when like major mistakes or, you know, repetitive mistakes are being made. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the the elephant in the room, and I'm sure you've thought deeply about this, Chat GPT, uh, yeah. and how it's going to change. Well, just everything. But sure. how do you see Chat GPT improving your business? But how do you also see it threatening, possibly your business? Yeah, it's funny when we were talking about like tips. This is actually one of my tips. Uh, I use it every day. I use it every day. Since, since it came out, it's like, you know, before ChatGPT, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with a company called Jasper, Jasper.ai. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, Eric Peterson uses, uh, he's one of our coaches uses Jasper.ai. He loves it. So, so I use Jasper when they first came out, which is kind of like the ChatGPT before ChatGPT. I actually canceled Jasper. Um, because once ChatGPT came out, I started working with it and it's like super easy to use. But I think there's a couple, you know, tips and tricks that you can use with it is I think a lot of people just put like, you know, like what I did, it was, um, you know, turn my LinkedIn post, turn my LinkedIn post into a blog, right? An SEO friendly blog, right? So that it spits something out, you know, really nice. And like the key is not just to, to stay there. The key is to like, go back to it and say, make it more engaging, right? Uh, you know, make this more emotional, make this funny, make this witty. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I use it like, even like for writing job descriptions and like main tasks, like, Hey, outline a sales representative job in a virtual assistant company in you know, a uh, bullet point format, it'll come spit it out, make this shorter and more, you know, more to the point, spits it out, pick the top three, right. Spits it out. Like it's, it's just going back and forth. So, um, uh, it helps us a ton. Like it helps me a ton, like, you know, because I, I love copywriting. I just, I've always have, but it's very time consuming to like kind of think what you're going to write and then actually write it. Where like now I could just toss a couple lines or a one liner in ChatGPT and it spits it out. Um, also, too, what's interesting is like you can kind of bullet point a couple things in an SOP. You could say, hey, write an SOP on, you know, how to create a Google Calendar invite. Here's what I like. And it just spits out this like whole SOP for you, which is cool, which we could pass on to your virtual assistant. Um, things that I could like, I guess, essentially, I think the only way it would really hurt our business, like or like decrease it, is if more for copywriting, right? We don't really get to too many copywriting VAs. Um, you know, I, I think I think as much as people really don't want to admit, a lot of copywriters are like, oh, this is you know, this is really going to help us 
Um, yeah, but like, I'm not going to hire a copywriter anymore. I mean, so like, you know, we've had people hire copywriters DAs, but it's not very common. But it's like people, you know, are hiring like email marketing VAs and copywriting VAs. Like that will, I think, be eliminated with like a free tool like ChatGPT relatively quick because, uh, you know, you talk to ChatGPT as if the tip is also, you, you talk to it as if it's a person and it like starts spitting out gold. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And what's even cooler is you can ask it what it, how did, how did it even do the prompt? Mm-hmm. And it, you get really meta with it. It, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. What you're kind of only limited by your own imagination, and just you know, it's it's done code. It'll do Java. It'll do PHP, Python. I mean, it's it's kind of nutty uh, what it can do. Yeah, it's just like the and this is v, this is V one. Oh, I know, I know. It's it was actually it came out today with a I don't know or yesterday with the whole uh, subscribe pro. Like, there's a pro version of it now. Uh, yeah, I have it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Which Super for fast. me, I looked at twenty bucks and I was like twenty bucks. I was expecting this. I was expecting to pay like a hundred dollars a month for it. So I go twenty bucks. I, I'll, I'll skip the line to not have to wait to use this. Like, no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. So, Leith, uh, this has been really a great conversation. What should I have asked you? I didn't ask you before we get to your tip of the week. Um, I guess like how to know if you need a virtual assistant or not, right? Like I think a lot of people are in that kind of phase of like, uh, you know, do I need a virtual assistant? Do I not need a virtual assistant? How do I get a virtual assistant, right? And whether it's through us or another company, but I guess like to, to address the first question is like, you know, if you're spending your time in a lot of like monotonous tasks, very tedious tasks, um, you know, you see yourself doing admin marketing sales, like you should start like kind of start breaking it down into like admin operations, marketing, sales, social media, whatever it may be, and start really um, kind of mapping out like what I've always mapped out for myself is like, shit, I like to do shit I don't like to do. Right. So I love to do sales calls. Why am I, you know, doing email marketing campaigns? And like when I break it up in these two lists, I start really seeing like, I only really like to do three things. I really hate to do the other 72. Right. And I start like, okay, well, what can I start maybe delegating to a virtual assistant, you know, where like I can create more time, reduce stress and generate more money, right? Because like time is money, which everybody knows. I think that's the biggest component is like a lot of business owners are spending so much time on so many different things, like their day just gets warped by doing so much work where it's like, you didn't really have to do all of that. If you delegated it properly, like you could save two, three, four hours a day by just delegating it accordingly. And I think sometimes people are... um, and they don't want to make that investment because they go, I'll just do it myself. Or maybe they have trust issues. And it's like, no, it's not about doing it yourself. Yeah, I could do stuff myself, but why would I do that? limits your growth. Can you imagine if I just built I was a team of one running this company? We'd, we'd really probably have 15, 20 clients right now, right? That's, it's impossible to grow and scale your company when it's just you or just you and two other people. Like, you need to keep expanding your team and like branching out departments and branching out. Like, you know, I always like to think of like my business as an assembly line. And in fact, we're like, one person's doing this, one person's doing this, and it goes down the line and everybody has their part, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I think if you're really spending a lot of time doing things you don't like to do, or maybe you don't have time to get to, um, I think that's when you start kind of reaching out to other VA companies just to kind of see what they offer. Um, and if anybody's looking and looking obviously to hire a VA, we're always here to help um, and kind of provide that strategy. Um, yeah, I think one thing that with, with the system way that, a lot of companies do not offer is we have uh, what you call a systemologist. 
um, a systems expert. So somebody to help you create SOPs and systems to delegate to your VA if you have no idea what you want to do yet. Um, they'll kind of help create that. So you, like when you hire somebody, like you're good to lock and roll. But uh, there's probably questions that I, I think would help. I think that was a great question that you asked yourself and answered. Yeah, cool. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, you well, got it. Uh, Lathe, we're at that point now where we're going to ask you for your tip of the week, a website, a resource, a book, something else actionable besides chat GPT or uh, yeah. where you can go and improve your business, improve your lives. But before you give your tip of the week, I do have to give out a shout out to our sponsor this week, which is Flight School. Learn how the next 16 weeks can literally transform your life. Start building that passive income without any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. Go up that mountain of land investing quickly, safely, efficiently with Scott Todd as your Sherpa. He's done it thousands of times. I know what you're thinking. The investment, Mark. What about the investment to get into flight school? It ain't going to cost you nothing. Guaranteed. You're going to make it back 180 days or less. Just show us you're putting in some work. Learn more. Go to landgeek.com forward slash training. Thelandgeek.com forward slash training. Get on a call and see if flight school is right for you. Lath, what cool. is your tip of the week? Yes, yeah, so I got it handy besides Chops with me too, which we already discussed, but I, I, I hate to say that I, I don't read enough books, so I don't have a book recommendation, but I'm going to give a very um, straightforward recommendation where if you're a business owner and you're not on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. Um, I stay extremely active on LinkedIn. Um, it's how I've helped grow my business. Um, I've grew quite a big network of just talking to other CEOs and founders of, of startups, and I've learned a, a ton from just sparking conversation. Um, you know, I've also hired amazing people from LinkedIn. You know that I recruit directly, but you know I go through my feed for about twenty to thirty minutes a day, just reading posts of people that are like marketing geniuses. Um, you know, people that are, are crushing in sales, and I get so many tips, tricks, and advice that I read from these posts that I apply in my business. Um, I feel like I've got like an MBA in the last like two months from just literally scrolling through my LinkedIn feed. Um, I think a lot of people think LinkedIn is just like this corporate hiring, you know, type of platform. And there's like so much value on it that people get for free. It's free, like, right. It's just completely free. And you can follow, um, you know, some great influencers on there that are, are probably doing the things that maybe you want to do. You know, I follow a lot of startup founders or, you know, um, a lot of startups in general where I'm like, that's where I want to be. And I follow their leaders and they like share for free of like what they're doing and how they've grown their business and scaled it. And I take a lot of those golden nuggets, those golden nuggets from a lot of these posts and like, ah, like I didn't, I'd never thought of it like this. And even though I love marketing, you know, and you know, I don't love doing it, but I love marketing strategy. And, um, it's just kind of all painted on, on there. You know, it's, it's all painted on this platform. So like I've met just incredible people that I stay in touch with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, just by sparking conversation. I just cold DM people like, Hey, love what you're doing. would love to just chat. And everybody's extremely receptive and it's a very open community. Um, and I think it's, it's a tool and platform that business owners, um, don't engage with enough or they're just not visible on it. And that's a huge mistake. Um, you know, again, I've seen growth. I've seen a crazy amount of growth in the last year months of just being on that platform. I wish I was on there three years ago. I couldn't have even imagined where it would be now. Wow. What a what a great tip. I'll I would have to revisit LinkedIn. I don't really do hardly anything on, on social, but what I think is really cool is some of that great content from these great business leaders. And now what I've been doing is I've just been copying their all their 
their articles and paste it into chat GPT and say, summarize the article. And then, knew it. and it's just like, you know, this nice little summary takes a minute now to read instead of 10 and it's great. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And I love it. That's awesome. Um, well, my tip of the week is save yourself some time. Don't worry about actually having to provide all these crazy, amazing benefits to an A player VA because Lathe is already doing it for you. Go to assistantly.com, talk to a systemologist, see if this is going to be something that's going to not just save you time, but ultimately help you scale so you can go and make more money and make your dent in the universe. So assistantly.com. Lathe, this has been great. Are, are we good? I think that I think we're good. I, I mean, I really appreciate you having me on, and it's always good to um, kind of share, you know, with the rest just to get a different, you know, point of view, right? You know, there's a lot of VA companies out there, but also hearing from a founder um, and like somebody that operates a VA company, you just get a different perspective, and also like your tips and tricks and nuggets. It's like it's cool. I mean, it's good to just jam on a couple of different things and see how we can help, you know, uh, improve the lives of other business owners. Yeah, I, I love it. I want to also thank you, dear listener. And if you would, please, the only way, the only way I'm going to get the quality of guests like Lath from assistly.com is if you do three little favors. It takes a second to do. Maybe have your virtual assistant do it for you. Follow, rate, review the podcast. Send us a screenshot of that review. Support at thelandgeek.com. I'm going to send you for free a signed copy of Dirt Rich, which right now, uh, um, you know, the the value of a signed copy for me is more than like 50 cents. So I love it. I love it. So both of them is it. But just do it selfishly for yourself because, yeah, why not? Uh, you know, busy entrepreneurs like Leif, they're going to look at our ratings and they're going to say, oh, he's got no ratings. I'm not going on this podcast. Where if we have a lot of ratings, they're just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's got an audience. He's so, legit. He's legit. So please do it. Uh, all right. Cool. Thanks, everybody. One. Thanks, Mark. Two, three. Let freedom ring. Thanks, Leigh. Love it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Are you ready to learn how you can start building a passive income without renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents? Schedule a free consultation at thelandgeek.com forward slash training. Let freedom ring.